So I got wind of it that morning. I mean, it was like, I think 7.30, he posted his first photo. So I was just kind of getting up, going through my Instagram feed and saying, oh my gosh, he's on Main Street. Oh my gosh, there's Brethren's house in the background. And I drove right over there. Um, and I was like the only one there at that time. And I showed up, I parked my car. Hi, Jim. Listen, listen, I showed up, I parked my car. I was like, hi, I'm a social media manager from Ravian. What are you doing here? Who's she talking about? Don't worry, you're gonna find out. Welcome to the Leah Valley Would Love Podcast. I am your host, George Wacker. In this, the 10th episode of season four, we're talking with Moravian College, now Moravian University social and digital media manager, Claire Boucher. Uh, we talk about how they had to pivot um, during the pandemic, like everybody, but we talk a little bit more about um, how a university, a college had to do that. Uh, Claire also talks about her love of traveling. We get into how she got this job. You know, there are a lot of people in social and digital uh, media management right now. So we go into that. Uh, we look forward to the future. I mentioned that it will be Moravian University. That's happening like this week. Uh, and also I want to thank Claire for being our 10th and final guest on season four. We're going to take a big, or a bit. we're going to take a quick break and come back in a couple weeks, not very long. In fact, we might not even miss a week with some of our other episodes. And thanks to our sponsors, the Burke Insurance Agency, Venture X, Michael Bernadin with uh, Howard Schaefer and Associates. We're excited to get to do more podcasts this summer, so stay tuned with us. Until then, let's talk to Claire Boucher, Moravian College, Moravian University, social and digital media manager. So Claire, we're just going to start because I'm probably going to do some sort of introduction. Yes. So thanks for taking the time to come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, we're going to jump right into what you do because it's social and digital media manager is interesting to me because I've worked in that, you know, respect. That's what yeah. I, I do. do. We do as a company. It's one of the things that we do. Yeah. But it's interesting because, you know, like 10 years ago, it didn't really exist. Like there weren't, yeah. like you would be handling, I remember working in a company and they're like, oh, we should start up a Facebook page. Who's going to handle that? You know, it went on to somebody. It wasn't like a dedicated thing i don't know that's just something to bring up it wasn't really a question i i just like what would you be doing if you weren't doing this uh my dream job is to travel and travel okay. and like eat and like i don't know just <laughs> like you want to travel and eat yeah no, um well, just just to be out there like i like to be out there doing things and experiencing things and mm -hmm. i my job now and the jobs I've had before that really allowed me to do that just to get out and you know right now like campus or uh any other little town or city um that, that is my dream job <laughs> so where are you where are you from I know that you're not from the area no I'm not really from Bethlehem mm -hmm. I'm from like Delaware Water Gap area, so I okay. mean, it's not still, from like not insanely far away. No, it's still the Lehigh Valley, but growing, yeah. I rarely, we rarely came to Bethlehem. We did not do much. Um, you know, it's like forty minutes. So when you're in high school and elementary school, you're kind of just staying. We don't think about like I. I grew up in. And I'm sure nobody cares. I've said this a million times, but I grew up in a small town of Honesdale. And you don't, when you're a kid, when you're growing up, you don't generally, I'm not concerned about what's going on in another town. You know, you're like, I'm worried about what's going on on my block. So it is kind of weird when you even, you know, I know people who grew up in the Lehigh Valley and they think it's so small 
you know, they're living in Las Vegas or LA or something. I guess it is all relative, yeah. but yeah, it is interesting when you're younger. You definitely don't. Yeah. We never, came, we never came over here. Um, I I'm still learning things about Bethlehem. I'm like, okay, that's great. And people are like, you didn't, you didn't know that. And I'm like, no, I didn't. Like, don't shame me. Yeah, I, don't, I don't like that. If you figure it out, well, it's just funny. I put up a picture of, you know, the banana factory. In oh, that was Southside. That was it was, um, the guy who actually had bananas there. It was a banana warehouse, you know, yeah. uh, factory, I guess, a, a warehouse. I'm not, they were, I don't think they were growing them there. I'm, I would imagine that they were just warehouse there. Storage. <laughs> anyway, somebody said, I, they commented, I had no idea that that was actually a banana factory or had anything to do with bananas. I thought it was just a stupid name they gave it. So yes. Yeah. I saw that and I agree. So it's, it's little things like that. That you know, through social media, you're able to learn that or share <clears throat> or or talk about it. And um, yeah, Bethlehem has been great for for my job and where I want to be. And where'd you go to school? I know I should know. I forget. Um, so I, do you want me to start with my like associates and up or my recent degree? And then yeah. Well, what, what do you? Yeah. Go ahead. Which my, ones? For my education. Um, so I started my college when I was in high school. So I started the dual admission program at Northwestern okay. Community College. So that Smart. Gave, I feel like that gave me a step up, and I really was. Early. You're the second. Per, um, Allison, who was our intern and now is does some work for us, she also did that. Yeah, uh, Allison mm -hmm. Pittenger. So she like was before she graduated high school at Freedom. She had already had like a semester. No, I think a year done or like two yeah, semesters I had, done. I had about a semester. Um, so then I, once I finished high school, I then went to Northampton for their radio and TV program, which is what it was when I like was a student. I think they changed mm -hmm. the name now. Um, so I did that for two years. So that's like where I got all the technical stuff, you know, how to use a camera, your sound, like all of those foundations with media. And then I transferred to Westchester University. So that's where I finished my bachelor, you know, did the two years, traditional courses, theory, um, down in Westchester. So a great school. And then I wasn't done and I didn't want to be done. So then I decided I'm going to go do my master's in England. Um, so I did a year program and then two year work experience at Bournemouth University, which is like in the south, 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 south of England. And what's your, what's your master's in? Media and communication. So all three degrees, media, um, media, <laughs> essentially. However well, you yeah, I mean, you're, I, I don't want to put down anybody. I, you know, I have a, a bachelor's degree <laughs> in English, you know, and so I'm using it now. Great. Um, but no, I'm saying like, that's a very I mean, good it's resume. It's a very impressive. It is impressive. I'm very happy with it. I'm very proud of it. And it really shows that, I mean, at least in my opinion, I was able to go to school and get a job in my field. Like, exactly. Yeah. Which you don't well, hear of much, but, you know, that's still the traditional model. So how, how far removed from your bachelor, like how long ago did you graduate from Westchester? Um, I graduated in 2015, and I graduated okay, so you, about an early, uh, uh, sorry, a year early from. Okay. Else, um, 20 this is interesting for somebody like you who, or anybody listening who's thinking of 
of doing social media or digital media, do you think that working on some of that traditional stuff, like the cameras and learning some of that laborious process was helpful? Cause it, I, I know that there, like, it's easy to go right to the cell phone now. Yeah. Do you think having that process helped you? Um, immensely. And it's, it's more of the technical side of it. You know, you know how your sound levels are, you know, light, yeah. you know, um, you know, if you don't have a phone and there still are cameras lying around and especially small businesses, they have older technology where you need to pick up a DSLR. Um, but even high end like companies have or use DSLRs or. Well, I think you would stand out. Like if you're, I'm kind of like speaking to somebody who's, who's like, Hey, I got to go out and I want to get a job in social media or digital media, or videography. It's production. You need to having, produce. <laughs> having that fundamental level is important. I get all, like, there's people, I take, I have a nice Olympus, and we do work oh, on. Yeah, I've seen your stuff. I've seen it. And I feel, I'm, I'm proud of it. I've taken the time to learn. And then I look at, like, some people I know, like a friend, Ted Colgrove, who... Like you look at the stuff he does and the, the knowledge of the technology is insane. I'll never get to that level, but I'm happy to at least be able to say I'm, you know, I'm capable of, of you know, the stuff that we need to do to get done. Some of the stuff that I've seen, especially locally, is just insane. Yeah. But that's good. If I ever need something, I know who to call. I'm one of those guys. I think Ted is a Moravian now. He is, yep. Well, he's a, um, a faculty member, too. I don't want to talk to him much about it. No, no like, but I can't. All good stuff. I will say I got my job right now because I remember walking in there and like, can you make videos? Point blank. And I was like, yes. And then sure enough, I mean, here I am now. And that was one of the... I think, I mean, I like TikTok in the sense that it kind of teaches you editing, sort of. Yeah. Like, even though it's, I mean, I know it's not traditional. It's not. But that's the one thing. If, if I could tell anybody to learn is some video editing, even if it's the fundamental, I can do it on iMovie or something that really helps separate you because then you're the person who they're going to go to maybe at your company, maybe you can do more stuff with it or. Yeah. And it's also, it is to me, I see it as all just like you, it's building blocks. It's the foundations. If you can do iMovie, then maybe in two months you upgrade yourself to premiere and then mm -hmm. you just, build on what you can know and do. And especially um, looking back six years ago when I graduated, mm -hmm. there, even six years, like there were not things that we have now. And well, well, I think it's, interesting. it's a proliferation of apps like Canva. Yeah. And well, it's a double-edged sword, right? I saw you roll your eyes. Because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's great in the fact that it simplifies like Edit, you can you can work more quickly, okay. Um, okay. but it also puts it in the hands of some people who might not know <laughs> some of the fundamentals of design. And then you look at it, and you're like, "Oh my god, no!" But how do we use this? But you're like, "Thank you so much for making this in Canva." I could tell that you like fonts and a lot of them <laughs> and colors and boxes and. Uh, it's kind of, it's like um because it used to be you're probably a little too young for this like and well I, I guess they still do it but like ms word files were like they would that would be something when i was maybe in my 20s or early 30s where you would be getting stuff from people that they try to treat it 
an MS, you know, a doc file, like a PDF or something. You're jamming as many things as possible. Or they say, hey, I have all these photos for you. I put them in a Word file and oh, they would no. take the picture and put them in. I still get that. I, I honestly. That's the worst. Because then you download it and it's like 27 yeah. kilobytes or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, post this on a website. Oh, just go ahead. Like, uh, yeah, it's still out there. But it's interesting. I mean, it does. Those things are definitely helpful when they can be a double-edged sword. So, more back to you. Did Was Moravian, which I'm biased and I don't care. Um, <laughs> Go for it. I should have Moravian. I have college down here. I should change Ooh. it because it's going to be university. University. That's a big project sure. coming up that uh, we're doing. Yeah, I, don't, I guess we can't. I mean... The reasons behind that, I don't know how long, like, it's just, that's what it is now. Moravian is not some, they have so many different colleges within it that it it represents, it looks more like a university. It, you know, it's what it is. And it also, yep. let's be honest, if you're a university, you're going to attract you know, more attention. Yeah. So, but yes, how did that go? Like, what, what was your interest or how did that story play out? Um, that story played out because when I, I was living in England when Brexit came and Brexit in a nutshell, in my experience was like, you're international, get out, we don't want you. The Burke Insurance Agency is family owned and operated since 1986. What else happened in 1986? Haley's Comet flew by and that was pretty cool. The Burke Insurance Agency is located at 3446 Freemansburg Avenue in Bethlehem Township, and they represent Erie, Grange, and Progressive Insurance Companies. Tom and Kathleen are some of the nicest people in the Lehigh Valley, for real. They actually get to know their customers and care for them as if they were part of their own family. It's how a small business is supposed to be. They are also community-minded and support many nonprofits, which they are very passionate about. Give them a call at 610 691 3743 or find them on Facebook. Everything again is in our show notes. Don't wait around like Haley's comment called Burke Insurance today. Um, and you know, at that time, I didn't have a whole lot of money. I wasn't like in a very high end job. Yeah. I had nothing going for me where they were like, okay, we'll keep your visa. And they're like, please leave the country. <laughs> they were like, leave the country. So I, my visa expired January 17th, um, 2019. I left England that exact day it expired. And then from January, I came home. I was like, I need a job now. And just the timing, Moravian was hiring. Yeah. Moravian was hiring, um, you know, I went through the application process, the interviews, I got the job in March, I started that first week, and that's, I mean, I don't, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> were you, I mean, was it, were you always interested in education, or was it, um, no, it was kind of happy that it fell in that way, or? It just happened that way, it checked a lot of my boxes, you know, it was close, it was reputable, I got, you know, good benefits, everything like that. Um, mm -hmm. I can draw parallels between, again, I said I wanted to travel. My jobs before this were more in the tourism stuff. Sure. So, like, Discover Lehigh Valley. If they were, I, yeah. I would have loved that stuff, but, you know, Moravian was there. It's, again, it, I, I worked there for, I was there for like three years. I got to go to 
El Paso. Yeah, I just love it. Hun- Huntsville, love it. Alabama. Don't go down there. Oh, Nashville. Uh, we did a trade show in New York City. Yeah, I love. I like I said, I like travel marketing, and um, but yeah, that's how I ended up at Moravian, and yeah, it'll be. Let's talk about let's talk about that. Travel marketing is really interesting to me because I've been obsessing over going places since you can't now, but. Uh, my wife's been making fun of me. I've been watching, I don't know if you watch on YouTube, like I'll look up the, you know, there's a bunch of different ones where it's like the top 10 small towns in the USA and that sort of thing. But I'm interested in going to a town like Des Moines or I don't know, just Fargo. I want to go to Fargo. Somewhere like it just, and not to be like cute about it, but just that it's so not where everybody goes. So it might be really interesting and they've got to have a neat culture. And yeah, there's so many places there. Um, so my job that I was doing in England that I just did not want to leave, I was crushed when I couldn't stay. I mean, I tried everything. Was So I lived um, in the city of Oxford, which is famous for Oxford University. Mm-hmm. And my job was to promote the city, promote the county. Okay. Come here. Come to Oxford. Look at all the amazing... So like the tourism bureau for the tourism Oxford. Board. Yeah, the tourism board for Oxford, which is like... You know, essentially, it's Harry Potter, Harry Potter world. Yeah. Okay. It's a reputable university with the most well-known novel series of books ever. Like, it was the best job ever, and I got to do amazing things um, because I was the marketing. Do you think if they didn't get kicked out because of Brexit, would you still be there? Oh, without a doubt. Whoa! <laughs> like, That's so- I had the best. I had the best life. I had this apartment in the middle of the city. I had a bike. I had um, a whole. You had it all. I mean, but no. I, I mean, that sounds funny, but yeah, it's simple. It's it was it was amazing. Nice. The pay was not that great, but I have. Who cares? You have a bike. I had a bike. I could go anywhere, do anything. Um, yeah, it was just the best job. I got to. Well, make- how does that? Because I, I'm just. I guess I'm. Uh, not as well versed on it. When your visa expired, you there was no way for you to extend it. Like there was no. nothing. What like would normally when in normal times wouldn't that be easy to do? Or is it just in your situation? Um, it was very challenging because the way the visa system works is you have to prove yourself why you deserve the job over a British person over an EU person. You know, okay. to keep it to keep it all not localized but like they don't want to outsource it i mean i get yeah if you do it for one then it's very easy to do it for a lot i get that thinking yeah and the people who most likely got as internationals who got to stay and go that route were like scientists or sure athletes or novelists people who had an exceptional skill I did content. Don't like, <laughs> sell yourself short. It's not like it's useless. You're promoting people that come I mean, travel there. I'm promoting so much. And, I mean, I have the stats to prove it, but in the eyes of the government, I was not, not it. Um, so yeah, my visa expired and here I am. So, I mean, would you think what I don't want to say what are your plans? Now, obviously, like your job, but is that something down the future that you would say? Yeah, I would. I'd be interested in doing it. I mean, COVID really hit the travel market. Oh, yeah. It's, everyone closed down their travel bureaus or 
everything. Well, you talk about Discovery Lee Valley. Even them, they, I'm sure, I don't know, but people aren't coming to the Lehigh Valley, you know, if they can't come, they're having issues as well. So it, it's not just these other places. It's also here too. It's everywhere. Um, so, I mean, once COVID hits and, uh, or stops. Leaves. leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I would, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to leave my job right now. Cause that's not happening. No, no. But I, and I'm looking forward to it's funny, not funny, but my daughter's old enough now. I want to take her some Moravian basketball games and because it's nearby. Well, it makes it's fun. Why not? But of course, you know, I say that and then we're not able to do anything. And I just want to when this is all over, I need to like I wrote down all the things that we said we were going to do. And I'm going to have to make sure that we do them all. Yeah, you'll have so many things to do. Because it's easy to right now say, "Oh, I want to travel to Des Moines, or I want to do that," but you know, it's different to actually making plans. Where's your favorite place that you've traveled to then? Besides, Um, we've already mentioned. I really like the south of Portugal. I thought that was just—it was so reasonable. I got a flight there for less than thirty dollars round trip from from London. I mean, from London to. Okay, still, that's not, that's cheap. It's so cheap. (laughs) I don't think there's any cheaper you can go. And that was a great, great little area, um, coastal. Um, In the U.S., uh, where where do I like to travel? Uh, To Wildwood. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't thought of that, exactly. But, uh, I don't know, George. (laughs) The U.S. is, man, I mean, I've been skiing, so any ski mountain. I've been to Montana, Colorado. My sister lives in Portland. I really like the Pacific Northwest. It's yeah, it's a different. It's a different. It feels different out there. It's. It doesn't. Like, haven't been out there, but um, that would I would love to go there. But yeah, I, traveling is something that I hope you know. However, this is gonna obviously the vaccine. I think is what's going to be able to to reel this in as much as possible. Uh, where's the first place you're going to go? Um, Have you you actually been planning a little bit or not kind of just waiting? Not, not so much. Um, the last trip I took was to France to go skiing and that was a year ago and then COVID hit. So I have not really. Have you traveled your entire, because most people don't go to France to ski, (laughs) go to the sun and I'm feeling a little bit of like, I'm not going down. It's a very normal activity. Well, it's a, have you traveled your whole life? Did your parents take you places? Is that, that, yeah, I've been been everywhere, but I don't want to go down that route, but again, it really does mean a lot. And I have done a lot of cool things and seen a lot of cool places. Um, so I kind of think lofty. I'm not like, I'm going to go to Lancaster for the day. <laughs> no, I, I'm not listening. I get that. And that's, a, you know, it's, it's, um, I think so high. Like, I just want to go. It, no, I, I, I traveling internationally, it just seems so, especially now, like it's just so difficult, but yeah. you being, you know, with, uh, well-versed in it and have done it so much. It makes yeah. sense to me. I'm, I'm planning on going to Des Moines. So okay. Okay. we have different send me a postcard. I bet you have some it's it's funny to watch, you know, when you really dive into some of the local tourism. Like I'd be interested in looking at Oxford. You know, it's okay. it's interesting to see how places sell themselves. 
a lot of the time, and I'm sure that you do it with uh, school. Like you can say, I wonder what they're doing. Like we can do a little bit of it here. Yeah. It's, it's finding this just like really unique points that make you want to know more about it and make you stop in your tracks, make you stop scrolling and really engage with it and see it. Well, without giving away like your secret secrets, like what are some like techniques that as a social and digital media manager from Moravian College that maybe you have seen in the last year? I don't know, like yeah. that, that you use or that are interesting to you? Like tool wise or what? I guess school wise, like I, I'm trying to think of examples. Like have you, what have you, have you been doing a lot of uh, getting people to, to share certain things? Is it more, um, when you go around right now, is it more taking photos of campus, you know? Um, I would say, I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah. In the last year or so with COVID, one thing that has really worked are throwback pictures. I mean, mm -hmm. for example, the banana factory post, like just yeah. old photos work very well because it's relatable to like the alumni, but it's also current students who are like, oh my gosh, that's, that's this building. That's that's not it. Um, so that's worked very well. <laughs> that's exactly how they sound too when <laughs> I picture them. They're mad. I mean, anything with like a dog in it, like that's always a default. Um, I want to share the story about the Water Channel and how that. Yeah, yeah, do that. And you you tell it. I'll because that post really is an example of combining like. Uh, you know, social media, thinking outside the box, representing Moravia, just so many. Well, let me, I'll set the stage and then you take it. So okay. Jim Cantor from the Weather Channel came up to Bethlehem during yeah. that crazy snowfall last month. And everyone was freaking out. I mean, I retweeted it because he's a he's the thunder snow guy, so he's exciting. People are taking selfies with him, socially distanced, and all that. Yep. You got wind of all this, and now you tell it from here. So yep. So I got wind of it that morning. I mean, it was like I think seven thirty. He posted his first photo, so I was just kind of getting up, going through my Instagram feed and saying, oh my gosh, he's on Main Street. Oh my gosh, there's Brethren's house in the background. And I drove right over there. Um, and I was like the only one there at that time. And I showed up. I parked my car. Hi, Jim. <laughs> listen, listen, I showed up. I parked my car. I was like, hi, I'm a social media manager from Moravian. What are you doing here? And then, okay. and then, and this was all off camera. Like they weren't live or anything. So I was talking to That's him. That's good. He didn't stop them when he's live on the weather channel. No, no. So I got talking to him and his producer, you know, gave him some facts yeah. about Bethlehem, about Moravian. Um, and then he told me, he said, okay, we'll be back here at seven o'clock if you want to come back, if you want to do anything. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I said, okay, great. And I had no plan at that time. At that time, it was like 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. Um, so then I go back to my place. You know, I post the pictures. I follow him. Jim Cantori still keeps posting stuff. And it goes, you know, he goes on and off on TV that day. And then come like four o'clock that day, four or five, um, I sent an email to President Grigsby, and I mean, George, I never send an email to President <laughs> Grigsby. Why would, I, why would I directly send an email to the president? How many times did you spell check it? 
Uh, (laughs) So I'm like, this is either going to get me like fired or this is going to go really well. So again, four or five o'clock, I sent an email. I said, hey, Grigsby, Jim is going to be. So you're worried. You're worried about messaging the president of Moravian College. Did Did you say, hey, Grigsby? No, I think I said like, hi, like we call him Dear Mr. President. I, yeah, I know he's a great guy, but it's funny. <laughs> well, I was like, hi, Brian. I was on Main Street. I was talking to the producer, blah, blah, blah. I said, he told me if you want to be, you know, at, well, keep in mind, by six o'clock, we had enough snow on the ground where oh, I was, it was bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, by this time, no, nobody should be driving. Nobody should be driving. I'm not leaving my apartment, my parking spot to go there. Yes. I'm not. But, President, but President Grigsby only lived around the corner. Sure. Yep. From where they were live broadcasting. So I, again, I emailed him. I was like, look, he, he will be here at seven o'clock. Any chance you can go with Mo and Benny? Um, and he, to see him, I'm like, mm-hmm. all I said, I said, seven o'clock, be here. We'll hope for the best. And he says, okay, Mo and Benny don't really like the snow, you know, sure. greyhounds. And they are greyhounds. Okay. The Moravian yeah. greyhounds. So these are full size. <laughs> yeah. Big one. Very little. They're robust. So he said, okay, I'll keep that in mind. I'll see what I can do. That was the last I heard at like four thirty, five o'clock. All right. I'm seven. I'm sitting on my couch with the TV on, and then I see in the background. Oh my gosh! You see, is that what I think it is? Wait, so you're watching it live, and you're like, "Do it, do it!" And I'm watching live as everyone else is. And you know, you can see the clip online. It's on our social media. I'll link it here. Okay. So if anybody who hasn't seen it, I'll link it in the show notes if you want to watch it. It's an amazing clip. So then, you know, Brian does his thing, Mo steals the show, and it just was, um, like, perfect. There was really no, there was no script. He just showed up, and Jim happened to be live the mm-hmm. exact moment. It's, Man. Not like, it's not like they pulled him in from the side. He was literally just walking there. Yeah, so basically, you tipped them off. You said, "Hey, this might work." And well, first of all, they told you, so it's not even like you're doing anything. They said, "Hey, come back." Yep, and they just told me if you can. Like they didn't have expectations. I didn't have expectations. Sure. And so, and then for people who haven't watched it or can't watch it, he basically, Jim spots him, and he's you know yeah. he's walking these beautiful greyhounds. Looking for a bigger home? Find Mike. Looking to downsize? Find Mike. Looking for a home in the Poconos? Find Mike. Looking for your very own bat cave? Find Mike. When looking to navigate the Lehigh Valley real estate market, the first move is to always find Mike Bernadin with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate. He can help you build the right game plan to achieve all your real estate goals, whether it be a home with 10 bathrooms, a home with a large garage to park your Tesla or vintage Ford Pinto, or just something perfect for you and your family. Finding Mike Bernadine is always the best way to go. So, what are you waiting for? To make all your Lehigh Valley real estate dreams come true, all you have to do is find Mike Bernadin with Howard Schaefer and Associates of Remax Real Estate. Yeah. Um, so he goes over to him, and then boom, you have everyone watching, yep. uh, learning about Moravian College on the Weather Channel live. Because as I was watching it, I was taking pictures from my phone and recording it, and then mm-hmm. I instantly tweeted it. 
and I mm-hmm. tagged the Weather Channel. I think I posted on Instagram, and I said, um, I forget what I said exactly, but it was something like an email, social media at moravian.edu, which is like my public-facing email account. Right. And then a minute later, the clip showed up in my inbox. They know what they're doing. These Weather Channel guys are not dumb. And But this is the crazy part as well. The person who sent me that clip, I believe, I, I'm not 100% sure, is based in Atlanta. So it was some random social media person on the Weather Channel's end who sent me the clip. Mm-hmm. I then went ahead and posted like this high-quality, you know, actual right. clip, um, what you see out there now. And it all happened in a matter of like five minutes. And I keep checking the stats just out of curiosity for this clip. Sure. It's one of the most viewed clips for the weather channel. And break break that down and think about like the processes that made that happen. It was just yeah. you going, hey, I know he's going to be here. I know it probably won't work, but I'm just going to give it this little nudge. Just going to try. And, and the fact that they kept the time and then President Grigsby could roll up there. <laughs> <laughs> That's still the greatest part is Wow, President Grigby, you are amazing. You actually, you actually did it. Like he could have said, "No way, it's cold." <laughs> but and then think of the, you know, one of the most viewed clips, and you can't really put a figure on that type of content. It's, no, it's it's yeah. invaluable because you, you can't create it. No. Everything had to align. It did. No cheating. Did. It was just let's give it a shot. Yeah, it was. And that is, you know, it was so authentic. It worked, and it was so timely because reality was we were all sitting on our couches waiting, watching, <laughs> watching the snow come down, and like on social media, everyone's on social media at that time. Mm-hmm. So it just all the everything came together. Well, think that too. If you're, I was going to ask this question too, kind of leading yes. into this when you're touching students. For, prospective students you know so there is part of it where we want to reach out to alumni but you also want to get their eyes i want to go to the school with the you know the president who does cool things like that not that that's why i'm picking a school but it it's definitely the, helps get the word out it's the i would think you differently than some companies or institutions have to kind of play to different audiences. So do you think about that often? How you, hey, I'm gearing this to a high school kid who is way different than gearing it towards, you know, the alumni who is graduated 30 years ago. Yeah, that's that's always in the back of my mind um, when I'm posting. And luckily our, like the different platforms we have have kind of segmented themselves by default. towards who is on what, you know, Facebook is a bit older, more alumni based. Our, our TikTok is definitely a freshman or a senior in high school. So I'm able to naturally know what to post on which platform. And then the timing of it, you know, I'm not going to post something so early on Instagram because I know if it's students, well, they're still sleeping or getting ready for the day. Whereas, Facebook a bit earlier. I mean, it's those kind of things, like those extra little. Yeah, um, knowing your audience, knowing the the times and the engagement. Like, there's so many little check boxes. It's easy. Listen, it, I, I never, I don't get offended, but I loved it. Like, 
this discussion, I've had, I don't want to name anything, but yeah. people who can say, oh, why would you hire someone to do that? Just get like your nephew to do it. No. You know, that sort of and it's like, I get what you're saying, but there's a big difference between putting up pictures of something, you know, your, maybe your business or whatever, and then doing that strategically thought out. Exactly. Why am I, why am I going to talk to Jim Cantor today? Yep. Because I'm trying to get this thing in motion where we could possibly be reached by millions of people like that type of thinking. Yeah. Um, that's and that's where I see like everyone's going to be on social media, but not everyone's going to be doing those things. Yep. Exactly that. Um, I, I just think there is so much behind the scenes that, you know, the average person doesn't see. So knowing you know, what to do, how to do it, when to do it, you know, making your dimensions, just all these little things make the end result and make what the end viewer or what the person sees like worth paying a professional. Agreed. Like, what is the most, what's your favorite um, platform now? Like, what do you, what do you personally use? Instagram. Instagram for sure, because it is visual it has music, it has video, it, you can put links, like you can do a lot. Um, do you Reddit a lot? You go on Reddit a bunch? No. You no. Only like if I'm really curious about something and then I go on a Reddit thread or if it's linked yeah. to another article or sometimes a viral thing starts on Reddit, but no, I'm not <laughs> Yeah, no, it's harder to utilize, but that, that's always, I'm just always curious about, like, all, all the different types of tools. So, so where do we go now? I mean, you're currently, I don't know when this is going to air. I mean, we're in the winter, probably sometime in the winter. We're going into 2021. Have you started your process of, I mean, you're not going to the details, but I mean, is it a different way of planning now? Like, because you're like, hey, this is here. And it wasn't like a year ago when this could only, maybe it'll be here for two weeks. Maybe like, like basically it's like, this is here for a while. Yeah. Like, are, you, are you planning differently? Has it been that process? Um, no, for me personally, I would say not so much. Um, I mean, I still am working from home. We're not working from campus. So I'm not able to do in the moment things. Yeah. I'm like, I always have to plan if I'm going to be on campus. Cause we have to take like a survey every day. Um, okay. So I'm not, I wouldn't say everything's too different yet. Uh, we're we're definitely losing. Like we don't we don't have many opportunities for photo shoots anymore or video. Sure. So yeah. we're recycling a lot of stuff. So yep. the amount of fresh stuff that we have is like dwindling. Well, I mean that's just inevitable. Yeah, I mean that's everybody. It's it's funny too. We were taking. I was taking photos the other day and it's like, we have to take two versions, one with a mask on and one with one off. Cause I, where are we going to use it? We're not sure. You know, that sort yeah. of thing. Um, so I'm worried about, we're not going to have enough stuff to pull from. Um, and then what happens if we go all, all virtual, like students mm -hmm. are be doing things. And most of my job is look what our students did. <laughs> you know, in a very basic sense, look what our students did. Show it. Um, yeah. So that's kind of getting. Well, it, it's it's an interesting kind of catch twenty two in the sense that it's now it's virtual. We're all virtual all the time, but not being in person takes away from you getting the content that you yeah. need to put on, online. 
Yeah. I mean, you can only go so long, you know? Right. I'm recycling a lot of stuff or I'm formatting things differently. Like I make it more um, TikTok friendly versus Facebook friendly. Um, So again, it keeps me busy, but I'm just like, I want new stuff. (laughs) I want want to be out. I feel the same way. Like, well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, at this at this point, is hopefully you can look forward to traveling more. You know, that's the plan for me too. It's just we gotta get through it. But I appreciate you uh, coming out. Stay on when I when I end this. I should have told you that beginning, but stay on when I end. No, this um, is the highlight. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm like getting Jim Cantor be the highlight. But I'm well, flattered. You know, every time I saw you in the last like two to three months, I'd be like, George, when am I coming on? <laughs> well, no, I appreciate it. This is fun. Like we're getting, I, I guarantee if we weren't going through COVID, like this kind of stuff doing even the podcast wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing it. So it's also interesting in that realm too, that because of COVID, unfortunately, it's, it's propelled us to be like, well, how can we do the things we did before this? The podcast is hopefully one of them, at least for now. Yeah, I've seen a lot of new podcasts pop up and new businesses are trying it. And some are good, some aren't so good. Um, My advice for any podcasting is just plan it a little bit. Just a little bit. And, you know, be consistent. Like, for example, when we ended, like, we did finish with season three. We're like, okay, take a breath so that we can plan a little and then go into the next one. But there's, like, I've thought about that, too, with traveling. Like, I, I definitely want to do more video and stuff when I travel. I don't know if it's going to be good or, but. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> well, you, are you on like the friends of Bethlehem Facebook group? I'm a moderator. What? You're on that one. Is it the friends of Bethlehem where there's another one? And that guy who's out there taking. No, like, wait, wait, don't say names. Don't say anybody's name. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about? What's he doing? He's going out in Bethlehem and like showing like Southside or he was at the cemetery or he was what are you showing he's just taking pictures no it's video it's him with his and he just films himself walking or he sets it up and does some kind of shots and it's the most amateur you know basic basic (laughs) are you do you like it I love it. Oh, good. Okay, okay, good. I didn't, I'm like, this guy's going to email me. It is, okay. <laughs> it is something like um, it has no productive value, but it's authentic and it shows, it's showing me Bethlehem in a different viewpoint. And, I agree. And, and all his facts that he knows. And, and I don't know where he's getting his information, but I feel like, what is, who is this guy? Oh, yeah, what? I don't know who I'm talking I, about. I have to. <laughs> Like he just did a Moravian one and you know, he never reached out to us. He showed some really old screenshots that I wish we could have helped him with, but he's out there putting his spin on it and, you know, just video and this was recent. Oh yeah. I would say the last month or so I've seen a few pop up, but they're just like, like you said, you just have to be consistent. And he is, (laughs) they're just so like, uh, I've enjoyed him, but again, I had to go through and find it. Maybe he has me blocked. Hopefully, that's not the case. Um, I can, I'll send you a link for it. But you know, there's yeah, it's just so simple, but it works. And well, I, I think that goes to that point where 
I, I find this too with some videos that people want to overcomplicate things a little bit where nobody gives a shit anymore. Just give me what I want. I don't need, you know, like. Yeah, he's out there doing it, and that's all that matters. Well, again, when I watch a travel, I want to, I don't need this like 30 minute, you know, I want to just get to the good stuff. And I think people are, I don't know if that says a good thing or bad thing about where we're heading, but. I don't know. I know it's available. I enjoy them, and it's something I would have to say I did not see coming. Well, the I think the concept too of like the tourism at home type thing, you know, learning more about your own city because you're kind of forced to when you can't go anywhere. I think it's really interesting too because you take things for granted that are under your nose. You know, you don't. Yeah. How many times do I'm not saying you, but how many times do we look no. at our statues that are downtown or? And, you know, we don't do that because it's just the thing that's there that we go by every day. I mean, I I would say for me, I try to make it look better than what a local person maybe have a preconceived notion about. Like, I'm always, I live closer to Lehigh's campus, so I can walk to Lehigh. Mm-hmm. And Lehigh is pretty. They have amazing buildings. Sure. And I'll take pictures of it just for my personal yeah. And it looks, it's like... Are you back in England, Claire? I had a comment. And I'm like, no, I'm not back in England. It's Lehigh. That's how good I can make it look because, I mean, no, I know. No, you're like ragging on Lehigh. Don't start to like. No, but it's true. Be nice. It's true. I got a comment. I can make them look good now. I, yeah, no, oh, I, I agree. <laughs> and that's something, too. When you show somebody who's, uh, you know, one of those mopey locals. Yeah, I, I'm not you know, like oh, I hate rah, stupid. Where they can see it that way and go, wow, that is actually astonishing. We live in a pretty awesome place, you know. And just I mean, I just took it with my phone, and I'm always walking around steel stacks as well, and mm-hmm. I always see something new or different lighting and different time of day, and it's just like. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I know I was saying goodbye to you like 10 minutes ago, but <laughs> I have one more question. Where's your favorite spot to, you may have already named it, but where's your favorite spot to take, wait, you, where's your favorite spot to take pictures? Is there an underrated spot in Bethlehem that you would recommend to anybody? Um, no, I mean, I definitely, I live on the south side, so there's a bunch of murals over here. And yeah. a bunch yep. of, like, like, there's even this one little corner that has, um, if you know in, in Nashville, like those wings that every Instagrammer loves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's one on Southside that's really small, but it's so cute. And I haven't gotten a picture there yet, but um, Southside has some really cool things. Where is that one? I don't you know? know off the top of my head, but I... Somebody, yeah. I walk past it almost every day. <laughs> every day. But Main Street, I love taking pictures on Main Street or the Parade. <laughs> That's where I'm going right now. We've got to get ready for a retail week thing. So. Oh, yeah. I'm headed down. Um, listen, thank you again. Yeah. This was a lot of fun. And hang on for a second. Uh, Claire, I appreciate it. And you'll yeah. get to come back. We'll do a second one. Ooh, a second one. You know, George, one last thing. I do have an identical twin. So You do? Yes. Yeah, so maybe we can do What's her name? part two. What's her name? Uh, her name's Caroline. Caroline Claire. Yeah, I'll have you guys both on. Yeah. She Where in the world is she? State College. Oh, okay. Not like too far. All right. No, that'll be fun. Let's let's do it. Yes. Thanks, George. Right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. 
one more thank you to Claire Boucher from Moravian University for coming on and discussing a lot of fun stuff with us. Always a pleasure. Listen, this is the last episode of season four, but that just means we hopefully are gonna get better. We're doing a lot of fun stuff. We have some things lined up this summer. So I hope you continue to tune in. Uh, we do have Live Like a Local, which is gonna continue to be on our podcast feed. So listen to that. And again, thank you to our sponsors, Venture X, Michael Bernadine with Howard Schaefer and Associates, and the Burke Insurance Agency. If you're interested in being on the podcast or you want to inquire about advertising, hit up the show notes or go to leahvaluewithlovemedia.com. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you, guys.